completely unscripted, delightfully unfiltered, and 100% fun. Sit back, relax, and get ready to have a great time as they bring you the latest in beer news, venom brewing updates, and general shenanigans. And now, your hosts, the famed brew crew. All right, so welcome to the Hot Break Beer Cast. Uh, this is episode one or possibly zero, depending on how poorly we do. <laughs> We're going to nail this. Yeah. I'm here uh, with my partner in crime, Christy. Hello. Of the Fame Brew Crew. <laughs> uh, I am Brian. If you don't know that already, you probably don't because this is our first episode. So, Well, I feel like you might people might know you from the um 149 subscribers we have on youtube right at, now. at least 149 people yeah, we haven't checked it within the last hour or so right so it could be up by one yeah it's exploding on there um but the goal the goal of this podcast is really just to kind of unwind to talk talk about what's going on and um i think it'll be a fun thing for us to do so we're looking forward to to doing that yeah i feel like this is something that we would do anyway just unwind from a day and kind of reassess the day and talk so but the ridiculousness needs to be shared <laughs> i don't it, know what you're talking because it about. goes off the rails usually so i think this is all good <laughs> um well let's start with a beer because i need a beer what do we have for today's episode so we wanted to drink something local you definitely got to support the local and what better brewery to support than Ren House, which is legit blown up but they produce such great beers yeah the one we've got here is still works pale ale which i have not had before have you had this before i have not you have not but we've had a couple of other Renhaus house stuff that is really really good yeah. so i am excited to kind of try this one but we definitely need something to help us unwind after a long day yes should we open one please all right we'll try to do this on mic see how we do That's not bad. It didn't sound like it blew anything out. Okay, I'm going to try it. I think my glass is going to overflow. That's a lot of head. That's a lot of head. Well, I was, you know, trying to get the ASMR crowd in there. I, I talked over your ASMR. I do apologize. I didn't realize what you were going for. Eh, you know, it's episode one. What are you going to do? <laughs> do you want to try? Crack it open. Uh, yes. I'm going to tap the top because I still believe that. <laughs> Does that help an angel get its wings when you open a can of beer? <laughs> if you tap it seven times, that it won't explode or fizz over. What happens if you hit eight? I don't know, but I've only tried like oh, number seven. okay. Right. Mm. Yeah, don't want to ruin a bad thing. Correct. That could be scary. Let's try this. Ooh, I hear it fizzing. Nice. I'm going to try pouring it. Watch out for that foam over. I think that that made you extremely uncomfortable because... I was scared. <laughs> I did spill a little bit. I know bit. we're only it on audio a... right now, but that was uh, that was a very stressful beer moment. Yeah, but it sounded pretty good. It did sound really good, though. Mm, cheers. Right, cheers. That's really good. Let me look up... I... The stats on it? Yeah, because we're so blessed that we can find Renhouse now at our local Total Wines. But sometimes it's like you don't really... 
know a lot about it. So anytime I see Ren House, I'm just like, I don't care what it is. Grab and run and mm-hmm. look at it later before they, they run out. Legit. They didn't have Spellbinder. They didn't have like a lot of the other beers that are really hard to get. So this was the only one that they had. And they had Joe Max, which is like our favorite kind of morning coffee. Oh, one. yes. That was really good. We should have that one again for sure. So far, um, it is hoppy. More so than I would expect a regular pale ale to be. But it's when you think of like Sierra Nevada, that one's really hoppy for a pale ale. But it's really good. This is along those lines, I think. It's that hop forward. Um. But this beer is, we've got it a little bit, probably warmer, just because, my, I, you know, in the podcast studio slash brewery slash garage, my beer fridge doesn't get that cold. So there, it's probably at, you know, cellar temperature, 50 maybe. Yeah. And it's good. I'm getting a lot of caramel notes in the finish. I don't know if you can taste yes, that. Yes, I do get that. I think we've spoke about this before, but the hard part is when you're used to drinking just hoppy IPA after hoppy IPA when you kind of change it up and go to a pale ale. It's like you almost forget what a beer is supposed to taste like when it's not over hopped, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's so much that's over hopped out there that it blows your taste buds. out. And and I don't know why IPA is still a, I mean, I understand why it's popular, but it's a fad that really hasn't disappeared. It seems like this is a really good beer. I like this. Yeah. So, I couldn't find anything on Runhouse's website, but I found on Untapped some information, and it looks like it's 5.9 ABV. Okay. A classic grain bill of Pilsner and Crystal Malts paired with classic American hops, Amarillo and Simcoe. Definitely get the Crystal Malts in there. That's that caramely flavor kind of in the finish there. But they use Pilsner Malt. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's not an American two-row. Okay. Well, that's really good. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for bringing it today, Christy. Oh, you're welcome. That's awesome. So with us doing kind of the first episode and us talking and stuff, we've been doing a lot of work on Ben and Brewing itself. There's videos on YouTube and tutorials and things like that. So we were trying something a little bit different today, which was kind of fun. Uh, we're planning a cooking segment. And I don't want to give away too much on it. It'll be our next, probably the next YouTube video that's coming out. But talking about cooking with beer that maybe didn't finish exactly as you were hoping. It's not a bad beer. It's not infected. It's not. But the flavor profile is just not what you were shooting for. Right. And we don't want to drain pour it. No, never. But maybe we can cook with it. Yeah. So it was fun going through and and kind of reviewing the area and how we're going to shoot it and what we're going to talk about and the recipes. And so it was kind of fun today to go through and do that. Yeah, it was. I think that's the cool part about this is there's the brewing side of it, but then we've got this whole other kind of production side of things. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to, for us, it was fun to troubleshoot and problem solve, right? So like, we don't want to waste all this beer. We don't want to drain pour it. So what can we do with it? And just trying to figure out f- flavor profiles between food ingredients and beer and how they can go together. It's like doing a beer pairing with food. But cooking with it. Yes, which changes everything. Which changes everything. That is a very complicated thing. So I appreciate your help. And um, Vanessa of the Fame Brew Crew is mm. is really kind of helping us head up the effort with that. But Christy, because she's quite the accomplished chef herself, <laughs> um, is kind of helping to, to kind of pair that up. So that'll be that'll be fun, I think, when, when we go shoot it. And that's about a week out to shoot. It'll maybe be a little bit longer to edit. But um, I think that'll be a, a really cool content to have out there for, for our listeners. Yeah, I think that for us and our channel, it's kind of nice to venture out and do something different because 
it does become i shouldn't say monotonous but at times you're like okay well how can we raise the bar what can we do next how can we keep this fun how can we challenge ourselves and i think that you know we've kind of nailed the tutorials and the trainings and the reviews but now it's like okay let's step out of our comfort zone and do something different i think the cooking aspect brings that to that point it's a different aspect i think that is definitely yes definitely um and i want to apologize ahead of time for the clicking noises you're hearing in the background uh christy and i are enjoying a cigar uh as we wind down and relax for the day so you my lighter was giving me problems so you're going to hear that throughout as i'm trying to light this this cigar but back to the kind of we're talking about with the kind of a different side and different repertoire. You know, we launched Ben and Brewing back in May. Yeah, March. May 1st. May 1st. It's been quite a ride for the first year and a lot of learnings, I think, as we've kind of gone through and, and changed the business model because what we started out as a year later isn't necessarily the direction that we envisioned it when we talked about it. And I think for all the right reasons, we've redirected and refocused and figured out what works and what doesn't. And there's some stuff that, that you know, doesn't really work uh, and people aren't interested in. And so being able to share the passion that we have, but in a media and a content and in a way that people like to consume, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. And still kind of going in the direction of our original goal, which is helping people, you know, if they have questions um on a subject or they're not quite sure how to use certain equipment or whatever. We, we really want to be that resource for them. But at the same time, I think we can do that through our videos. Definitely. Yes. And I think it's been, you know, the, the original focus when we were really looking is, is to really try to focus locally in Glendale, you know, and the local brewers and things. It's such a niche market too, that I think broadening our reach, I think has been good. And there's been a lot of people that I think we've been able to help. I love doing the in-person brewing classes that we did, what was that, middle of last year mm-hmm. at the local home, one of our local homebrew stores. And, and we may have the owner on as a guest uh, in, a, in a future episode, but we really loved doing the classes with him. And it was great to, to face-to-face with other brewers uh, and teach them how to brew and just see the light bulb come on and the passion just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And even some of the more experienced ones that would come in for the classes and you know say, hey, I've always done this and this is a problem, being able to suggest like, well how about this that would fix that issue possibly and just like i had no idea and it just that sharing of it i think is is huge and and something that we've really tried to push and do the thing that i struggle with you know and and part of our vision of what we want is we want it to be all-inclusive it doesn't matter if you're a craft beer snob hopefully you're not doesn't matter how you brew it doesn't matter what you're using what system everybody's welcome Mm -hmm. it's a non- snobby way of appreciating beer and as long as you appreciate it even if you like the light beer and the big the the macro brewers that's okay because beer still brings people together right right i struggle with that sometimes and and i can admit that where i catch myself being a little bit of a snob in some instances and i have to catch myself and be like no you're better than that Mm -hmm. it's all inclusive we need to include everybody it just even saisons yeah that's a tough one for me, but yes, even saisons. I mean, they, I may have avoided the last competition they had at the local homebrew when they said when I asked them, "What's the what's this month's you know comp beer? We're doing saisons." Oh wow, cool. Yeah, uh, I won't be available, uh, which is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since we want to include everyone. I, I feel know. that way every time someone tells me that IPAs taste like pine trees. I'm like, what? 
delicious pine trees. I know. Well, not all of them. It depends on the type. But yes. Yeah. So I do need to get out of that, too. I'm not going to lie. It's sometimes hard. But it is one of those things where I feel like originally with craft beer before it became so big and like, you know, before it became multi-million dollar industry, billion dollar industry, I feel like home brewing was like a promise for people that enjoyed beer or whatnot to just get together and have fun and talk about it. And then even if you didn't like beer, people would bring their homebrew to share. Yeah, it was very much a social kind of kind of thing. And hopefully more so now that we're through the quarantine junk and all that fun stuff. Hope people are getting back together and, and starting to do those big brew days again. Although I'm not going to lie, <laughs> that black IPA that we brewed that we were so just offended by it did get me through quarantine because I had bottles and bottles of that and i couldn't get out really so it was like yeah i guess we're drinking that then yeah 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 but it's been a good learning experience this year so far i think for benham brewing and you know we we originally looked at blog written content um which maybe that's an old-fashioned idea because no one reads anymore i don't know what i was what i was deluding myself with but you know we we still occasionally write the blogs on the website and but, but that's really shifted more to youtube because we found that the reach was bigger on youtube for the most part. There's other platforms we're posting on, too. We're on Rumble. We're on, obviously, YouTube. Um, Are we on Rumble? We're on Rumble. Oh. Yeah. Did I not tell you when that? When did that happen? Oh, gosh. Four months ago? Oh, good yeah. to know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just trying all the outlets. Just, Got you know, it. Yeah. Should I look this up? Should I? <laughs> or did you just not want to give me access to that part? <laughs> it, it mirrors YouTube, so okay. it just auto-uploads everything. Cool. So there's really no work to it. Odyssey is the other one that we're on as of three days ago. I feel like I've talked to you before within that time it period. It didn't really come up. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> no. What's interesting about Odyssey is they monetize through cryptocurrency. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to be making no monetization whatsoever. <laughs> but again, it's about getting the info out there. So And just something to try. So Yeah. Yeah. So it's Well, been, at least it's like um, back in the day when people would just purchase domains just to make sure they had it. It's kind of like, let's just make sure we have all these social media domains. Just to hang on to it. Otherwise, someone will sit on it and charge you $1,000 for the domain. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, But it's been a good learning, like I said, the past year. And, and what what do you think is the greatest for you? The greatest. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot now. Take a sip of beer. I know. Actually, yeah, give a me sip. a second. Yeah, yeah. She, don't shotgun it. No. Where, where's her funnel? Where's her funnel? You need the funnel. Okay. All I'm right. good. All right, good. Well, oh, I'm, I have to do this. I'm sorry. I have to do this. My favorite sound bite. I normally do my best brainstorming after a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I know. You're welcome. Why, why do I do this? Oh, because you, you brew beer and I get some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad beer, apparently. We'll talk about that later. Listen. Um, no, what is, for the past year, the learnings that we've had with Benham Brewing and the things that we've we've done and learned and, and, and come across roadblocks and, and kind of worked around or overcome, what do you think is the, the biggest learning for you for the past year just from a Ben and Brewing standpoint like what was your I think that it was which we talk about all the time we love to brew that's the premise of this but I think that I learned a whole new side of brewing and the fact that there's a market for tutorials and you know people kind of like when I'm wanting to try a new recipe like I like to watch how something's cooked or how they're doing it or like I, I guess I this year has shown me that there's a whole other side besides the actual beer itself. Like, there's a technical aspect. I think that we found 
the video side to be fun and like I think that's been a big eye opener for me too because I never thought that when we started this that we would be so heavily focused on video. But I feel like that's where we've kind of hit our stride. And that's been the biggest broadcaster of what we're doing. Yeah. Has been the videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is shocking to me because in the beginning it seemed more like it would be about the brewing itself. Yeah. For me, it was, especially once we started focusing on the videos and things, how much time and effort really goes into putting something like that together to make it kind of good quality. And we're still learning. I mean, our stuff isn't perfect by any stretch, but we've come so far in the past year. And I think people get value out of what we're trying to do. But it's just the amount of time and effort it takes to do a seven-minute video. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours. Pre-planning, the editing, the audio, the everything. Yeah. And it's fascinating. I mean, I love going through and looking at that stuff. But the amount of work it takes. And you look at some of the YouTubers and content creators and stuff, and they're putting out a three-minute video, and I'm watching stuff now going, that took a lot of work to mm-hmm. get those cuts and those scenes and those things and that all of that that pieces together so seamlessly that people just enjoy it is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. I think there's a, I think we're all guilty of it. Even for me, someone who's been in the industry with social media and like TikTok or YouTube, sometimes they do such a good job of making it seem like they just set up a camera, not even a camera, just their iPhone and prop it up against something and talk into it. And it seems like that's all they do. And and this beautiful video comes out of it, but you don't realize that every there are shots that are planned out. Like we need, you know, video to lay under our talking points. Like you don't you don't realize that it's not just throwing up a camera and like or an iPhone and being like, yeah, I'm gonna record this. Like it is thought out. Well, especially in today's YouTube or the past couple of years of YouTube, like everyone's production value has skyrocketed. Yeah. So to keep up, you really have to be on point with it. But but to your point, some of those videos you watch where you don't, it's so seamless, it's so well done, it's so thought out that you don't even realize it doesn't occur to you how much work actually had to go through to do that. Like it is, it is impressive what a lot of these people do. And especially when we look at other homebrew channels and things that are out there. There are some that, you know, their production value isn't necessarily the greatest, but their content is really good and they've got a loyal following because of the quality of stuff they're putting out. There's others that their video production is like really good, but the information they give out is, forgive me, I'm going to be judgy, awful Mm -hmm. and incorrect. And like, how can you spread this information? This is not cool. Right. But then I have to reel myself in and be like, everyone's okay. Everyone's welcome. It's fine. Just let it go. I think that's kind of... One of our not battles, I'd say, but one of the things that we need, we're trying to figure out is that I think knowing how much time we put into the production and how much time you take to script things out and kind of put shot sheets together, I think it is interesting that we have really well produced and edited and I don't know, just a very detailed content. And I feel like sometimes it's like, Well, this page has like their production values like nil, but they've got thousands of subscribers and followers and their videos get thousands of likes. So it's interesting to me that in the end of the day, if someone likes your content, it really doesn't matter as much about the quality of it. And it's definitely, uh, especially for us, about the working together and the teamwork. Mm -hmm. And we work really well together, which has made this even more fun, frankly. Um, you do pretty much all of the editing because of your background and what you've done before. You're, you're good with the editing and you're comfortable with that. I try to come up with a lot of the content and you help guide me and you've taught me a lot as far as how to 
present, how to pause, how to all of that stuff. So, um, and we both learned a lot just going through this whole process. And I think it, it shows as you look at the progression of what we've done, that things I think are getting progressively better. Um, not that they were bad in the beginning, but we've learned a lot. They were pretty rough. Well, the first one was rough, <laughs> which is why I hid it. And we were, then you uh, made me unhide it. So. We were also up against the deadline to launch and we had a party and everything. So that, and uh, well, for instance, for the audio and the podcast, you, this was all you. So I was <laughs> the first time we did this as just kind of a trial. I get this <laughs> message from Brian. Yeah, uh, we need to, <laughs> we need to work. We need to practice on this more. And he's like, we, and I listened it back. It was, mine was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't awful. It was your first time on mic. And these are, these are sensitive mics. There's a technique to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, try not to suck so much next time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't mean to be critical, but you suck. <laughs> I think that was a direct quote from you the first time you were shooting me on video. So I don't think that it happened. has come full circle. The worm has turned, well, my dear. It does. When the other week we were shooting the refract video and mm. <laughs> we had a lot going on and um, and. I was, Brian was in front of the camera and he's like, he's like, how are the, how's the audio? And I'm like, I see levels. And you're like, um. Yeah, the microphone's unplugged. <laughs> so just get, get, kinda, I'm just, 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 just for, just real quick, just put, just pop it in there. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But I'm glad we have levels. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun with it though. I mean, it's been a, it's been a journey just the past year and, and I'm excited for more stuff. What's really cool is that the more comfortable we get with stuff, we're able to add additional things like the podcasting now and, you know, hopefully bring some entertainment to people mm-hmm. um, and let them know, kind of become more familiar with the brew crew because we've got a great bunch of people that enjoy beer and we all have full-time jobs. This isn't what we do. You know, this is the side thing. Fantastic. I think that we're also comfortable like with the brew crew and just our setup and us being, you know, you know, we've worked together before, like we've been through a lot together at work, like so we're very comfortable and neither one of us I think is afraid to I know this is I know this is like flagged as an explicit. So, but we're not afraid to make like <laughs> of ourselves. <laughs> so. You've had lots of practice. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, we both come from a hospitality background, and that's kind of where we we learned, you know, the grind, really, Um, because hospitality is tough. It's long hours. It's difficult. And, um, you know, you're still doing your hospitality thing in a different capacity. So it's not as hopefully not as much of a grind. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in a completely different industry now, which affords me more time to be able to think of content stuff for better brewing. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, if we can just get it to be under like 100 degrees and not humid, it'd be nice if we can brew again because that is what we started this out as. It is hot, though. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to convince you to do night brew. My cat, I currently have, just to let you know, I have a two-tap keg reader because I'm not as cool as Brian and I only have two. But What's wrong with a six-tap keg reader? I said I'm not as cool as you. Oh, oh, you mean, okay. So I only have two. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But we need to brew again because we're running out of beer. We, yeah. And you know what? What's interesting, too, about running a social media, not a social media, a content creation where we're teaching people to brew and stuff like that is that you don't actually get a lot of time to brew beer. Yeah. We did a brewed IPA maybe a month and a half, two months ago, and then uh, it's just been 
trying to get content off the ground. So we're not brewing as much. We need to do a night brew, though. We need another beer, definitely. Because I do miss I miss the brewing, and this has been a fun you know, kind of side project and things, but we, we need more beer. We need to brew, and I know this sounds silly, but like with content creating, there's this kind of stigma or feeling where everything you do you need to shoot right like whether it's you're doing a cooking one and every time you eat a meal you need to shoot it like i think both of us agree that like we just need to brew and just we might take some social media shots but like it'd be nice to just like brew to disconnect from the business side of it and just brew for the fun of brewing and not worry about we need to get this shot even though every time we do i'm gonna be thinking oh we could use this for b-roll but like (laughs) (laughs) like we need to like just take a step back and just immerse ourselves in the brewing and i think that'll help our our beers yeah yeah when you're worried about filming and it kind of takes away from some of the fun with it but for the sake of sharing it, i think that's something that's worthwhile doing mm-hmm. especially as long as i've been brewing you know you kind of get down in a it's just a pattern it's the same kind of thing so this is a nice little element and with everything that i've read and learned and done it's nice to be able to share it and help bring other people into the craft yeah I wish I had your soundbite from years, a couple years ago when you were like, I think I need to challenge myself more because I I just feel like I've nailed all my beers and like they're all coming out. And I feel like we need to like, I just need to start brewing off recipe. I think those were your words. It was. It was. And we've had some ones that haven't turned out quite as we had hoped. But I think it's because we were also distracted and like trying to do multiple things at one time. And when you're doing, but the all grain, especially with the, not that we're doing huge quantities, I mean, they're 10 gallon batches, but the focus is important with as many details as we've got dialed in, doing water profiles, mm-hmm. worrying about mash pH, temperature specifically, the recirculation, the, you know, what a lot of the brewers do, it needs focus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's also, I think, nice for listeners or viewers on our YouTube channel to know that, like, you could be the best brewer, but there's always going to be batches where something happens. That's true. Even the pros have to dump a batch occasionally, which I don't yeah. think I've really had to do. Mm-mm. No. They've been off and, like, not and off sounds really bad when I say off. I, uh, when I think off, I think infected. Mm-hmm. No, we don't have infected beers, thankfully. Our processes are good, but mm-hmm. we've had some that are off. You're like, ah, that's not quite, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not balanced. Right. There's not, yeah. So that's been... But everybody has those, I think. It's, no, you know. 100%. And, if, and in, the other thing, and I think my point with that, even though you try to make me feel bad about it, was that I've brewed so much within my comfort zone that I, these are the beers I've, I've done before. I've got a repertoire of them, and I could do them and do them and do them and do them. And it's, yeah, okay, yeah, it came out great. Of course it did. Why wouldn't it? So brewing outside your comfort zone, pushing what you mm-hmm. can do, trying something different that isn't a normal process, you're going to put in some some variables that make it a little trickier. But it makes it fun. It does make it fun. Yeah. As long as you're okay with having a beer that's like, ah, that wasn't quite right. That's okay. You know, we'll, we'll keep working at it. So we've I think got, that's good. We've got some Octo- October beers in the works, I believe. Mm. Vanessa of the Fame Brew Crew and I have a an idea that we want <laughs> Brian to execute. Well, more on that when we get closer to We'll October. have to talk about the October. <laughs> yes, I said tuber. <laughs> Yep, like a like a sweet potato or a yam. I've already tuber. like kind of in my mind kind of concepted the mascot if we were to label this beer, so it's happening. And that's good. I'm glad you did. I have goals. You do. We'll we'll go ahead and pin it, pin in that. Just think right there. Think pin in that. animated character. Think cornucopia. Think <laughs> SpongeBob potato pants. <laughs> Don't worry, we're pretty little head about that. I'll worry about that. <laughs> you just worry about the beer. <laughs> Yeah, and don't <laughs> it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How's your beer? It's good. 
I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. And it's, you know, because it is, you know, we're in Arizona. It's, what is it, 106 today, 107. Let's take a look, shall it, we? Well, yeah, go ahead. Check the weather. Weather girl. Let me take a look on my iPhone. You check my traffic, too. I want to see how the commute is. My yellow iPhone says it's 89. That can't be right. Well, the humidity is really high. I mean, it's, it was like 115 last week. This weekend is cooler, quote unquote. It's overcast. You know what, Oi, though? So it looks like for the rest of the week, it's going to be uh, like closer to the low hundreds. That's big for us. Yeah. Even with the humidity. Yeah. If you guys are listening from out of state, and I know everyone, I can't complain. I mean, we could be in England and it's hot as heck and they don't have air conditioning air and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, like we were up to what, 114 or 115 last week? Yeah. And that's brutal. Like, I don't care if it's dry heat or not. It's still f***ing hot. <laughs> not that I'm, I, I love Arizona. I'm just saying. Anyway, getting back to it, it's hot as heck outside, and we're drinking this Renhouse beer. Which is a little bit warmer than normal just because it's so warm. But I think the sign of a good beer is when you don't have to have super chilled and super cold. And this is, again, trying to be accepting of all beers. It's not one that you have to drink when the mountains are blue. Otherwise, it just doesn't taste good. Right. Right? But I, I, I really think it is, especially with the craft beers. You know, if you don't have to have it super cold and chilled, then it's at room temperature, cellar temperature, and it's still a really good beer – that's a good beer and kudos to the brewers that that make them like that because you don't have to have it cold it can warm up as you're drinking it and enjoying it slowly and it's still good throughout and it just opens up the flavors right i think with the run house they're just so hot right now in the valley too i mean when the suns were in the playoffs they did the whole you know valley beer and they still have that and they've got so many good beers it's one place that i really want to support no matter what and there's a couple. Of, there's a new one that's supposed to be opening up. He's been delayed. Uh, Kitsune. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler from Kitsune. And what a good guy. Hopefully we can have him on in a future episode. I, we haven't talked to him about it yet. We're still trying to figure this out. But we'd love to have him on. He's such a good guy. All the beers that he's produced, uh, produced. And he is contract brewing right now. But his main place isn't open yet. So he's been contract brewing for the past, I don't know, year or two. To test market his beers. Everything he releases is an IPA of some sort. Um, very hoppy, very over the top, relatively well balanced, I would say, for everything that we've tried. But really supporting those local brewers, and he's coming up, and just it would be great to to support those local new guys that are coming up. And and the craft beer industry is still, it's slowed down, but there's still exciting stuff happening locally, and we just we want to highlight that. That's just really where it's at. Yeah, I feel like it might be quote unquote slowing down, but I feel like Arizona is just kind of getting started, which is nice. I feel like. Before, when you went on vacation to like San Diego and went on brewery tours, or you go to other locations that are known for Denver, or Colorado, or Boulder, anywhere in Colorado that's known for craft beer, it's like people are like, What do you have in Arizona? And a long time ago, we didn't have a lot. I mean, we had Four Peaks. Four Peaks. You know, uh, we have, we have Santan, but now it's like we've got like a lot of breweries to mention. And be proud of so and a lot of them have been award-winning there's been quite a few that have had um gosh what was that it was uh is it near tucson dragoon not, not ooh, i love me some dragoon uh no not mother road uh wilderness yeah they were brewery of the year two years ago three years ago something i mean they they got highlighted for for their work i need to also like kind of give them a shout out because i feel like not only do they like they produce good beer. Like, they brew good beer. Their product is 
amazing. But at the same time, I believe it's Jonathan, who's part of the team, like who I think created the brewery or one of the owners or whatever. I'll have to fact check that. But um, he does a good job as being the face of mm-hmm. the brewery. So like he is the guy that you see going out, traveling, marketing, but also he's almost like the character behind it, like mm-hmm. the wilderness persona if you will and they really stick with that the brand and their identity of who they are the wilderness i mean they do a lot of conservation stuff too don't they yes yeah yeah so they really kind of stick with their vision and what they what they want to present and what the what impact they want to have Mm -hmm. which is really huge i think a lot of brewers that have been out there for a while and this is you know market pressure they tend to to maybe cave a little bit or that their brand wasn't it was all a marketing thing and so it kind of has a hard time standing up to not scrutiny, but <laughs> we're getting some some background noise. Sorry, my my pump for the evaporative cooler just kicked on, so we might get a little. I think that the listeners will understand, given that it's a hundred degrees out. Like it's a hundred degrees out, and we're literally in a garage doing this. Uh, we'll post pictures eventually of the, oh, the lovely. Hot. This is this is the hot break. Beer cast. This is the hot mess. A lot, a lovely setup because <laughs> we realized that the table that we, the table, excuse me, I'm still learning how to use the mic. The table that we usually use to hold the mic arms. <laughs> they don't fit. Well, no, one of them is too, um, is, needs to be cleared off of, I'm looking at laundry and um, some other projects you're working Listen, on. Listen, this is a workshop here. We do all <laughs> so, kinds of things. You know, so we brew right. beer, we shoot video, we do podcast. We also do uh, some laundry and light woodworking. This is the troubleshooting that you you excel at. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this yeah. is why you're... Let's not highlight it, though. <laughs> this is the, me. The train wreck that is. <laughs> I'm not afraid to do that. I think that people would like to know what we have to go through. The conditions. <laughs> Your working conditions. What you have to suffer through. It's like a sweatshop, literally, because it's so hot. But going back to wilderness, I think, and it's interesting to me to kind of see that a lot of the breweries do have, like, the face of the brewery, though. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that Dogfish Head always put out amazing beers, but let's face it, I don't think Dogfish Head would be where they're at without a character like a Sam Calcione, who went out there and hustled and kind of became that face he became that guy that you would want to have beers with you know here's the other thing i think that helped dogfish head when you look at you know sam is kind of a and you've had some some interactions with him i mean like you've gone on what were they outings they were we did a bocce ball tournament bocce ball tournament yeah. so you've you've talked to the man i mean you've you've hung out with him you've which is really cool he's kind of a larger than life character a little bit right he's very outgoing he seems very likable like that's but don't forget, his wife does the marketing. Mm. And she is a marketing genius. Yeah. I think Sam has his very creative side, like an ADHD mm-hmm. <laughs> creativity, mm-hmm. where he's all over the place. For her to be able to reel that in and channel it, his work ethic obviously is through the roof and he's passionate and he wants things to work. But without her marketing that and channeling it, I don't think they'd be as big as they are. Truth. You need like kind of the... The person to kind of I, I don't want to say control it but kind of be the the strong head of it like the, the not that he's not creative and but you need someone to kind of reel it in yes yeah and keep it on track and focus yeah and i think she her, her ability to do that especially when they were starting out and a little bit younger of a brand i mean them yeah i think it really helped push them to where they are so what's your you're going to be the face of ours 
<laughs> That's tough for me. I know. Because it's not in my nature to be um, the face of anything. I don't, I tend to be a little more person, a little more private, you know, about my stuff. I don't like, you know, the whole social media thing where you're posting, oh, I'm eating this and I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, nobody cares what I'm doing. So it's they tough do. for me. I know. It's tough for me to kind of be like, no, there are people out there that, that do care. And I think that you don't need to compromise who you are and who your who yourself is. Like there are a lot of brewers and breweries that are headed up by people that go with the route of you don't need to be larger than life or, you know, I, I would never want you to put yourself out there and be something that you're not. Cause then that's just like deceiving people. Sure. No. And we don't want it to be, it, it needs to be honest. It needs to be true. Like, but then you look at like Doug O'Dell and he's like a very nice brewer. He's not flashy, but they have, they produce great beers. He goes to beer fest and pours their beers sometimes. And like, but he's more down to earth and like, that's his, his thing. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be on. I'm not asking you to, you know, I don't know, change your personality a hundred percent. Not a hundred percent. It's like, if you get at least 60%, we'll be almost there. Get to 80 and we got it, I'm, but not all the shut way. Up, yeah. Brian. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Yes. I guess it's time to, I guess we kind of wrap up the first episode. How long have we been talking for? Um, It's been over half an hour. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. We're, our target for these is going to be about 30 minutes just to kind of make them bite-sized. This bite is never going to happen. 30 minutes is tough. I know. We just ramble. Try. I know. Well, hopefully people like it and they appreciate it. Um, and they'll come by and kind of sit with us. And, um, you know, I never did paint a picture of kind of how our setup is right now. So uh, you and I are relaxing. Uh, we're each, as I kind of mentioned earlier, smoking a cigar. We're having our beer. We're in lawn chairs uh, with the mics kind of boomed in overhead so we can be comfortable. With an <laughs> evaporative cooler blowing 85-degree air. Brian may or may not be fully reclined in this lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> These are nice. They're like zero-gravity chairs. They These really are. fantastic, are. I know. But they're good to unwind and relax in. Yeah. So this is this has been a good, a good start, and um, I appreciate you coming along on the ride with me. I mean, if there's ever a chance for me to unwind and red roast you, then I will be along for the ride for the rest of my life. <laughs> you were pretty mean this morning. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't mean. Yeah, you were a little mean. Listen, I was focused. You were focused on being mean. <laughs> yeah. I know that rough. at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to edit this content. So. But we, not this content. Oh, that's a good one. I got Brian a lot of sound has, bites. Brian. You're welcome. Brian has taken up fully taking charge of this audio and he will be editing this so so none of it is your fault correct yeah gotcha okay um let's talk about what we're planning on for the next episode i'm trying to remember what's coming up technology oh yeah. and how it's changed this the brewing is, industry this is going to be a good one so yeah i want to i want to be proud of me i did my homework you did you came prepared <laughs> i didn't want that to. never happens yes i love that button <laughs> and that's just what happened. <laughs> no, we got a great a great one for next time. Uh, a little less reminiscing and more just talking about the current state of homebrew. Uh, there's a lot of technology out there that has made it easier to get into the hobby. But has it ruined the hobby and, and kind of broken through traditional, the artistry of it, the building of equipment and things that now suddenly you can get it off a shelf? Truth. So yeah. that'll be what we'll talk about next time. So stay tuned. Check us out. Subscribe on the uh, 
whatever podcast channel you prefer, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, I'm sure we'll be on a couple of others. So just take a look at us, or for us, at us, for us. Check out our YouTube page, too. Yes, uh, youtube.com backslash forward slash just search ben and brewing. it's a slash ben and brewing <laughs> or just search ben and brewing that's probably better like and subscribe and then um check out our socials for the behind the scenes look at yeah we just got started on tiktok yeah not just got started i've had i've had it for a while but i can't floss real well so and i'm not good at dancing on the side of the street for videos so I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. But yeah, no, we're on TikTok. We're posting some behind the scenes stuff there. If we get um if we get a thousand viewers on anything or a thousand subscribers on this podcast, Brian will twerk on TikTok. I said it here first. You know what? I think I actually might. <laughs> for a thousand? For a thousand subscribers, downloads for the podcast. I yeah, I'd twerk on YouTube. You heard it here first. Yeah. Not we will do it on TikTok. You'll get more views that way. I'm sorry, TikTok. Yeah, we'll get censored on YouTube. True. Yeah, TikTok doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they have no standards. So hit that like and subscribe button or download our podcast. And check out future episodes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. All Th right. Yeah, Th thank you. Thanks, my friends. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> Did I just say have a good day? You might as well have just said, stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I'm reading the teleprompter. Repeat the line. Oh, too soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. We'll talk to you later.